is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. And back we are on a, another kind of springy day out there well, on the cool side, but uh, nice sunshine and great to have you with us here on the radio. 360-676-5464 is our phone number. We want to hear from you, whatever's on your mind. And uh, once again, you can text us at that number, 360-676-5464. And when you do, uh, you'll get an automatic response just asking for your information. We just want to know how to get a hold of you. Because we'll do contests and things like that. I guess we're asking you if, if you would like to join our texting club. And we don't share that information with anybody else. It's strictly... Under lock and key here at KGMI. Unhackable. <laughs> and again, we don't, won't give you a bunch of spam and, and junk like that. That's not going to come your way. Uh, but uh, we do want to hear from you, whether it's by telephone or by text. Of course, on the phone, and we can have more of a conversation. But um, either way, 360-676-5464. And we get rolling here on this Monday with uh, Keith over... Oh. Oh, darn it. Did I miss Did I lose Keith? Oh, I lost Keith. Keith, give us a call back. I pushed the wrong button. That was my bad. I apologize. Not a good way to start out the week, but uh, we'll go with Rod in Bellingham to get us rolling. Hi, Rod. All right. Don't be pushing that button now. All right. <laughs> yeah, you push my buttons. No, I guess sometimes. <laughs> we push each other's buttons. We, we have to do that sometimes because we got to keep it real. Exactly. Right? Yeah, keeping it so, real. But, yeah, and then keeping it real. You know, I, I was thinking about the conversation that you and Rich had um, last week, Friday, and it, you, you, he was kind of bringing up a point about you mentioning the color of some people's skin. Mm-hmm. And um, he was talking about, um, I think he was alluding to that being, you know, racist and whatnot. And it kind of got in that weird kind of, realm and you know for me and i'm not trying to tell you what to do or anyone else for that matter it's just an idea that you know i'm an air force brat so i was afforded the opportunity to live in a different country for quite a while Mm -hmm. and um, and experience another culture but on top of that um i was immersed with a lot of other people from with that were from different cultures, being in the military, um, you know, a kid. I mean, my dad was, but like I said, I was a military brat. And so we knew each other. First of all, we knew what each other looked like, number one, and I played sports. And so we knew each other's last name as well. So in the event that you had two friends named Bobby and someone would ask which one, you know, you'd mentioned their last name. And, in fact, we used to re- make a lot of reference to each other as their last name, you mm-hmm. know, Smith or Jones. Uh-huh. And so um, in conversation, I try not to uh, mention color of skin because of our culture and the presuppositions that a, a lot of people have, um, right or wrong, and, and I'm not saying all people or anything like that, but when you – Mention the color of someone's skin right away in a topic. There, there are people that they, they kind of they start drawing from their experiences relating to the color and their relationship to. I mean, and their idea of the relationship to a presupposed culture that that person must come from, and therefore they're already stirring up ideas before even hearing, really hearing you with the topic that you bring up. And unless you're really talking about. Uh, racial equity, that, that that's the subject, I think, you know, oftentimes we shouldn't even bring up the color of one's skin, just talk about the subject. You know, there are senators from all sides of the fence and representatives, and, I mean, even to the point where, what if you didn't even mention the party that they represented, but just mentioned their name? I mean, that gets kind of tricky, but it forces, would force people to kind of, um, say, well, who is that person? That sounded kind of interesting. Joe was talking about this guy, and um, I want to know more about him or, or that gal. And um, and we can dig into it that way. Then once they see the person, then I think that they're a little more open to um, trying to understand the content of one's character. It's even, you know, like uh, I think his name's Jim that brings up Noam Chomsky. 
you know, a lot. There's a lot of people that wouldn't uh, want to agree with um, socialism, for instance, but it's still instructive when someone points out, you know, a, a particular idea, mm-hmm. um, and you may not agree with it. All right. But you, if you remain open-minded, it can actually lead you either strengthen your view or open your mind to another point of view that you didn't even realize, thus strengthening your point of view or mm-hmm. making you segue into um, another understanding that you can now have another conversation with someone who you wouldn't even have had a conversation with at all because the wall that you put up. And so that's why, I mean, even like a program like this one, it's so valuable that we're able to, you know, open up our minds and listen to one another, even if we're bantering at times, it's still that, that, that soup of ideas that we can um, research, you know, and even with Jim talking about Noam Chomsky, I'm like, well, let me learn a little bit more about this guy, you know? Well, and, and so exactly, I mean, and that was my point with uh, our, the discussion I, I had with Rich about this, um, uh, uh, Watcham Racial Equity Commission. Mm-hmm. And, you know, w- w- anytime you mention race or races in the title of something, obviously that, um, that That's creates that, it, yeah, it's, it's, a, it, 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 yeah, it, it raises suspicions, concerns, what have you. Um, but now uh, that's, but my whole point was exactly that, that you're bringing other people with different experiences and a different view on what life is like in this community to the you know to the policymakers and with and bringing that viewpoint that uh, others have never maybe even thought of or never considered or because they have it's not their lived experience they don't even it it's not even in their wheelhouse they they're just oh well yeah oh okay well I'll we'll take that into consideration and I that's why I think a commission like that is valuable in that respect I mean um I mean, you know, we talk about homelessness so often. Here we are, a bunch of people with homes deciding how we can fix this homeless problem without talking to the people who are actually homeless and finding out how did you get there? What what do you think, what could help you get out of this or if there's anything? Or, you know what I mean, to bring yeah, them yeah. into that conversation. Or, I mean, if... Well, it know. brings up the opportunity to seek other... Um, ideas in the sense that these people who we would say are homeless um, without a permanent residence, maybe they want to live, maybe a slightly nomadic style, but they want to be safe. Mm-hmm. So you have a, I mean, this is just a small, I think, a, a right. segment, right, but right. it's like, okay, right. yeah. well, what is it that we could do if we had money or to put money towards something? Could it? Could we actually create a nomadic sort of system and well, where these exactly, people could yeah. move around. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just an idea. Well, yeah, but you yeah. Can, but but that, you open your mind to it. Right, right. And uh, I think that's that's an important point to, to consider. But, Rod, yeah, I appreciate well, your thoughts. I, yeah, yeah, thank you. You take care, man. You too. Good, good, good way to start out the week, I think. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think more voices, uh, more experience brought into uh, the policymaking process just makes sense. Um, and it well, let's go on to Keith in, at Sandy Point Heights. Sorry, Keith, I, I disconnected you the first time around. I'm glad you got back in. Yeah, th- thanks, Joe. Thank you. What's on your mind can you today? Hear me okay? I can. Yeah, I got you loud and clear. Very, very good. Thank you. I love your show. I've listened to it now for a few years, and thanks. It's awesome. Great. Okay, so um, I'd like to uh, say that if I had my choice, I would take. You, Joe, John, Rich, Michelle, I would pay the tab at Silvery Steakhouse, (laughs) and we could have a nice dinner and a discussion. I think, oh, my goodness, would that be something that you can wrap your hands around? Oh, my God. (laughs) That would be awesome. They might have to give give us a private room, yeah, or (laughs) we wouldn't disturb anybody else. Well, they have some areas there where they have big tables, and you Uh could... You could sort of seclude yourself a bit uh-huh. and go at it. Uh, uh, but anyway, so last the end of last week, a gentleman called in Jim, and I have a rebuttal. He said, well, what is – no, I don't agree with everything that Trump does. I'm a conservative, or maybe I'm a more of a moderate, I could guess you could say. But in the late 80s and early 90s, he uh, he did help a lot of 
black businesses get started, you would loan them money. The only stipulation was you have to come up to my suite or wherever his office and shake my hand. And um, so he he was a he's a businessman. Uh, number three, um, John. John was on the submarine. I I respect his uh, service. Uh, thank him for his service. My son is currently deployed on the Michigan, and who knows where he's at? Probably near the Middle East. He's a nuclear tech uh, engineer. He's been in the Navy for about 12 years now. Mm-hmm. He, he was an instructor in South Carolina, and um, but they deployed him because of the, the things going on in the Middle East. So for John to put down the boomers, which are the uh, ballistic missile submarines, it was kind of a slap in the face. I didn't care for that much. I, I respect John's opinion, but when he said that, that raised me up out of my seat. My son is currently deployed, been in 12 years. He's a chief petty. It took him a while to get that rank, and um, that, that's all I got to say about that. I don't, I, did that, John that, put that, down yeah. the submariners? I don't remember. The boomers. The, the boomer are, are the gold and blue crew. My oh, son's okay. a gold crew. Okay. He's been. He was uh, way back in like the early '90s. He got into the Navy, and um, anyway, so okay. he was part of the, the Blue Crew and the Gold Crew. They go six months at a time. Okay. And John kind of put them down, like, "Oh, they're the boomers. They they don't know what it's like." When I was on a submarine, I went out for like nine months at a time. Ah, they don't. Okay. And so it kind of it didn't hit me right. Okay. If my son's gonna and he's deployed currently. Uh-huh. Who knows where he's at? Yeah. So, um, so I respect John's uh, intellect. He's very smart, but that one kind of got me. Okay. That's about all I got to say. All right, Keith. Well, appreciate your thoughts and uh, appreciate your son for you know, for what he's doing for us and for our nation. Oh, and also, I was a Vietnam era veteran. So, uh, although I didn't go to Vietnam, I had a station in Germany, but. Um, anyways, we're, we're kind of a military family. Uh-huh. Uh, that's all I got to say. Thanks, Joe. All right. Thanks a lot. It's great to talk with you, Keith. And we'll take a quick break. We got uh, other folks on the line and well, John's on the line. We'll hear from Doug and Rich, and we'll have time for you as well. 360-676-5464. Craving cash? Yearning for excitement? Treat your heart's desire to a share of $70,000 in cash and free play. Join us for hourly hot seat drawings every Wednesday in February from 4 to 7 p.m. Every hour brings seven new guaranteed winners. Seven lovely wins for seven lovely winners. The results are in, and you voted us best casino and best stake in the Northwest. Thank you all for your support. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. What does your dream getaway have? Luxury hotel rooms, elegant suites, and relaxing spa? We've got that. World-class Wine Spectator Award-winning steakhouse? We've got that. Washington's premier golf destination? We've got that. How about the newest slots, table games, and exciting promotions? Oh, yeah, we've got those, too. Visit Silver Reef Casino Resort and hit the getaway jackpot. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. When you buy a Subaru from Dewey Griffin, you're buying more than a vehicle. You're buying safety for your family, an investment that will hold its value, and reliability that will last a long, long time. Simply put, you're buying trust. Stop into Dewey Griffin Subaru and find out how you can get up to 1.9% APR financing on select new 2024 Subaru Outback models. Dewey has a huge inventory of new Subarus, from the 8-passenger Ascent to the Outback and Forester to the Impreza and the all-new Crosstrek. A Subaru from Dewey Griffin will get you and your family where you need to go safely. And when you purchase a Subaru from Dewey, you'll be supporting a local dealership that supports our local community. Need service? Dewey's Express Service Centers open six days a week. Stop in for your next oil change or any other minor maintenance, and you'll get a free car wash with any service. Dewey Griffin Subaru. Community-minded, community-driven, and the only Subaru-certified tire and service center in Whatcom County. Have you recently lost your group insurance and need help finding an individual plan for you and your family? Maybe retirement is around the corner. 
and you're starting to wonder how much Medicare and the plans that go with Medicare will cost. Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions. We know how confusing researching these plans on your own can be, so don't do it alone. Call us today at 866-733-5111 and let one of our licensed agents make this a stress-free process so you can get on with doing the things you enjoy. MyBellinghamNow.com is an exciting new news site covering Bellingham, Whatcom, and surrounding areas. Breaking news, community and business updates, local crime and sports reports, the stories that connect us and make this an incredible place to call home. Connect with our community like never before on the all-new MyBellinghamNow.com. And the best part, it's 100% free. No news hidden behind a paywall ever. MyBellinghamNow.com. Your community, your news, just a click away. MyBellinghamNow.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects. 360-676-5464. Nice joining us here on this Monday. And we got, uh, well, we got full lines here on KGMI Connects. And we hope to hear from you, too. You can text us as well, 360-676-5464. And thanks, uh, Tim, over in Everson sent some pictures of uh, snow geese on 10 Mile Road. Lots of them beautiful with the mountains in the background. I think those are the is that looking north him toward uh, the Canadian Cascades, I believe. But anyway, uh, yeah, send your photos, send your comments, and all that. Now let's get uh, well, let's go to Doug in Bellingham. Hi, Doug. Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, good to hear from you again. Thank you. I, I like the idea of uh, colorblind, party blind, and, and even uh, if we could gender blind conversations where we really are listening to ideas uh, and setting aside the the inflammatory stuff as much as possible and listening for ideas. I also like the idea of uh, maybe having a, a panel of homeless people on a show one time of, of ladies and guys who are homeless and having a, a discussions uh, with with homeless folks on the, on the show. I think that would be cool as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, these are. Uh, that's not the reason I called, but um, the reason I called was uh, I, I didn't watch the Super Bowl yesterday. I, I I haven't watched it in years. I I think of it as a uh, a huge waste of resources and a prime example of of toxic masculinity. And I think that um, uh, as well as as uh, mindless consumerism. And uh, instead of watching the Super Bowl yesterday, uh, I, I went out and I did litter pickups because. I felt like I was doing something really good instead of of watching what I believe is to be is a, is a horribly wasteful event. Okay, I watched it. I'll admit, I'm a, I'm a football fan. I've watched pretty much uh, since I was young. I've watched pretty much every Super Bowl. Um, I missed the first few, and um, I've missed a couple here and there when I've been traveling or whatever over the years, but. Um, Usually I watch it. I I understand what you're saying. I mean, football is a brutal game, but I think I think you would probably admit that we as human beings we do have a there we have a competitive nature uh, that, that that's built into us and and games whether they're football or baseball or chess for that matter um, they they help to satisfy that 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 need to compete and to to do it in a well in a mostly peaceful way i guess with football it's kind of brutal at times but um uh do you get what i'm saying and that that, that i don't find anything wrong with that necessarily well i look at um there have been professional football players who have committed suicide i mean that's that's what i'm talking about when i talk about toxic masculinity And, and there are younger football players who have severely hurt themselves. Uh, and, and certainly uh, there's the same idea in uh, women are playing sports now. There's a great deal of injuries and concussions and things like that and, and suicide. There was a, a college uh, soccer goalie uh, young lady who committed suicide. And I, I think that the competition thing, uh, I, I believe eventually there'll be world peace that where human beings will the, our cooperative uh, nature, which I believe our cooperative nature is our true selves, is our authentic self, um, 
will come to the fore and, and there will be world peace. And, and I believe that that basically uh, all the violence in the world, including the sports violence or economic violence or whatever, is is uncried tears from past trauma. And what is showing up as competition is actually uncried tears from past trauma, whether it's something as, as simple as, as circumcision or, or violence in the family or, or witnessing economic violence and copying that. I believe all of that, all human violence comes from uncried tears, and eventually the last uh, human tear will be cried out, and, and we will live in, in peace with each other. That There will be peace and cooperation uh, where the idea, the idea of even hurting another human being will be completely and utterly gone. Okay. All right, Doug. Well, I appreciate it, and, and you're, 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 your peaceful demeanor, I think, is a, is a benefit <laughs> to us. and. I mean, we we need that balance. Obviously, our society needs that needs your your balance that you bring to us and uh, to counteract the, the, that which is uh, it seems very prevalent as the, the the violence and the anger and the yeah lashing out. But thanks, Doug. Appreciate it. Let's go but quickly before we take a break. John in Ferndale is standing by. Hi, John. Hey, Joe. Yeah, uh, when people say colorblind, it kind of, I don't know, it it just hits me wrong. Uh, Having, you know, lived and worked and went to school with and served with people of every nationality, my thing was always to see past color, to see past it. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like somebody asked me, well, uh, what would you do if if one of them wanted to marry your sister? Well, my, my answer was, well, it depends on, on number one, my sister, why she's doing it? Does she really love him, or is she trying to get back at my dad? Number two, him. It, does he does he really love her, or is he you know uh, not a good person, a person of bad bad character, whatever? Right? Like it d- depends entirely. Yeah. Does he treat her well? Uh, that kind of thing. So, uh, and Keith, you know, Keith, I am so sorry. And uh, let me apologize to Tim again, because I made a joke and it blew up in my face. Um, when I said the boomers, Joe, now that, that meaning had, that's be, become a generational thing with Gen X and the boomers and all that. Uh-huh. But back in the day, right, there were two different kinds of sub, submariners, fast attack and the missile boats, which they shoot the missiles and they fall and they go boom. Hopefully that never happens, but we call them boomers. Okay. Okay, missile boats. Now, those guys go out, and they have a different kind of service, right? Now, traditionally, they would go out, and when I served, and it sounds like they have different roles now, and that's more interesting, so good for them, right? But we were always jealous of them. Like, if you stayed in the Navy long enough, you got to be on a missile boat. You didn't have to do fast attack anymore because it's so like we would go out for, for i remember once going out for for nine months coming back in to uh to virginia and norfolk and then we had to train a bunch of uh uh rookie uh officers and we just sat next to the port pretended like we were at sea <laughs> locked up and uh you know the hatches closed wow. uh living you know uh-huh. yeah just wow. for for training my i was i was so worn out after that no i meant no disrespect and Thank you, Keith, for your service, because when you're in the service, like I served during peace, although the the sea is your enemy when you're in a submarine. You're always at war with the sea, right? Uh, <laughs> but, you know, you have no say where you're stationed, right? You you, you go in and you, you serve, and that is service, too. And, you know, Vietnam veterans never got the thanks that they deserved. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Uh, uh, my subject was Nikki Haley, but I wanted to preface this because, well, Dennis Prager was talking about this very same thing. He and I are on the same page okay, okay. <laughs> about Nikki Haley, right? And and Carl Rove, uh, it, it's like my my goodness, I'm agreeing with all these conservatives. So over the weekend, Carl Carl Rove, who's, who's been saying this for over two years now, Michelle Obama, Michael from Linden, she's not a man. You don't have to attack her. She's not going to be the president. Michelle Obama has said from day one in her biography, in every interview she's ever been in, that it was very stressful being in the White House. She, you know, she was she she agreed with with uh, uh, you know with Barack, but it, it wasn't her cup of tea. She has no interest in politics at, at all, and this okay. is just another conspiracy theory that didn't turn out to be true. 
right? Well, now, now with now, Nikki. Okay, Nikki Haley. What? Okay, let's. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, I, okay. I, I want to let other other people up. With the Nikki Haley thing, right? Look, um, we all know that Trump is going to win the primary for the Republican Party. There's no doubt about it. Nikki Haley is going to give him a run for his money, but he wants that money that she's burning through because he, he thinks she's wasting it, right? So, look, she uh, have, have a debate with her, right? Put her out uh, of her misery that way, right? But he won't debate. So he's going after her, her and his minions, saying that she is a promiscuous woman. There's no evidence of that, Joe. This is a professional. I mean, listen to her. I don't agree with her, but she's good. Right. Okay. She was a governor. She's a professional, professional woman. She's ran a she's run a state. Wasn't she elected twice? Uh, like, like reelected? Whatever. So now he's okay. he's with with this thing of her her being an adulteress, which is not true, right? Okay. I mean, she, she's a, a a wonderful mother. He said, "Well, where's her husband?" Right? He's taken off, like implying that her her husband has found out about. Like he speaks in code. Well, her husband is an officer in the military. He's deployed in Africa right now, okay. and I just right. don't understand why he has to tear the country down. If he'll do this to people that are in his party, that are on his side, who served with him and served as his UN ambassador, what's he going to do to me? All right, John. Yeah, we can only imagine. Quick break. Back with more. 360-676-5464. Here on KG Mike and X. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-575-1748. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-575-1748. That's 800-575-1748. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people. Have you recently lost your group insurance and need help finding an individual plan for you and your family? Maybe retirement is around the corner and you're starting to wonder how much Medicare and the plans that go with Medicare will cost. Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions. We know how confusing researching these plans on your own can be, so don't do it alone. Call us today at 866-733-5111 and let one of our licensed agents make this a stress-free process so you can get on with doing the things you enjoy. Hello, folks. This is Phil George. I'm an Elder Lana estate planning attorney here in Bellingham, and I would like to invite you to join me every Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m. right here on KGMI for the Aging Hour. If you have questions about Medicare, Medicaid, long-term care costs, probates, wills, trusts, or anything else that has to do with aging, this is the radio show for you. Studies show that more than 70% of estate plans fail when families need them the most. Join us every Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m., and we can show you how to set your family up for success. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. No gimmicks, just the highest quality systems, 0% interest financing, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Rely on West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. Contact them today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and MyBellinghamNow.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. And glad to have you with us here on this Monday. Let's go to, let's see, we got Lou in Linden on the line. Hi, Lou. Hello. Yeah, so this month, February, is uh, designated as Black History Month. And I have to tip of the hat for Freeman. Uh, Morgan Freeman says he's opposed to Black History, history Month because uh, black Americans is just part of American history. And he sees the Black History Month as an effort by leftists to divide, further divide America, uh, divide and conquer, so to speak. But I always remember um, in February when it comes around that uh, 
One of my favorite pioneers was George Washington Bush. You may have heard of him. He uh, was uh, believed to have been born in Connecticut around 1800. Okay. He's described as a mulatto, and uh, he, uh, uh, he, he, his father, who was probably the owner of this farm in Connecticut, knew that slavery was going to end very soon in Connecticut. They abolished slavery in Connecticut around 1820. So he made sure his son was well-trained in all the, all the trades and uh, uh, skills a farmer would need. And uh, then uh, George Washington Bush joined the military and distinguished himself serving under Andrew Jackson in several battles, I believe, in the Mexican War and one of the other wars. And then he retired in, from the military and started a landscaping business in Missouri. Mm. And he was very successful. He sold the business for a large sum of money eventually, and he decided to uh, participate in the Homestead Act. And he came to Washington State to participate in the Homestead Act and get the 40 acres in a, as you know, the uh, Homestead Act uh, enabled you to start a farm by the government giving you 40 acres. Uh-huh. And he had, uh, by that time, he had three sons. He married an Irish immigrant, so he had three sons, and they all participated or qualified for the uh, Homestead Act, and he built a farm that eventually grew to about 600 acres. Uh-huh. And he was a devout Christian. He was very popular with the people in, in Washington at that time. And uh, at, he passed away around uh, 1860, but I was surprised to learn that his son, William Bush, became the first uh, representative from the state of Washington when Washington uh, became a state in 1889. Mm, okay. and, uh, and then I thought maybe there is a connection between the, the Bush family, George Bush and George W. Bush, uh-huh. and this man, because uh, the uh, uh, sometimes the political um, skills run in families. You think of the Kennedys, the Roosevelts, the Bushes, and I thought maybe this guy also had that connection to the Bush family. It was just uh, speculation on my part. I don't know for certain that he was related to the Bushes, but I always thought it was interesting that his son became the first representative chosen to be the first representative from our state in 1889. Okay, interesting. Well, thanks, Lou. Sure thing. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with George Washington Bush before, so uh, yeah, I read up on him. Uh, let's go to Rich in Ferndale. Hi, Rich. How's it going today, Joe? Doing all right. Yeah, the first caller had some good points. The concern I always have with mentioning race at the outset of any topic, either you're talking about a subject or people, when you right away indicate race, you are limiting the subject and limiting the ability for people to listen, and it's a very just limiting thing. It's uh, You're prejudging them all of a sudden. You know, just like if I tell you a news story, nope, from the Epic Times, it's done, it's over, you won't even listen. If it's a conservative up, John, you know, if John was to hear something interesting and it was from a conservative, well, it's done. So that's the sad part of putting race into everything is it stops people from being reasonable just because we've put them in a camp, we've put them in a group, and it's just, it's sad. You know, you got to, just like Paul Harvey would do stories where he wouldn't tell you all that stuff till the end. So we don't, I mean, we shouldn't discuss race. I mean, I mean, if you're talking about discuss, race, you're pretty much out the gate. We should discuss ideas, okay. and we should discuss uh, things that are going to benefit everyone and things about unity and substance, but not... Like when Joe Biden come out and said the next uh, Supreme Court justice is going to be a black woman, I mean, well, now for the rest of my life, Joe, I'm going to think that lady may not be qualified because she was could have been picked only for her race. I mean, she might be good, she might be bad, but I don't know. But we do know it's guaranteed she was picked because of her gender and her race. And that's sad. That's actually denigrating to her. And I'm not the only one that's going to think that. A lot of people are going to think that. Well, do you so, think, uh, do you think that the, do you think the first President Bush here, he had to replace Third Good Marshall, who was the first uh, black jurist on the, on the Supreme Court, the first black justice. He, he uh, steps down. And so then we've got, uh, who, who does George Herbert Walker Bush nominate? He nominated. Well, you nominate, you look at a pile of resumes and those resumes all have <laughs> names and experiences on do you think, show, not necessarily Do you think Clarence Thomas was, part. was picked solely because of his, his jurisprudence and because of his intelligence and his, 
I don't know that, Joe. I don't I know mean, how the process worked for Bush, but we know he, for certain he Here's a black conservative exactly justice that is chosen to replace the first black justice on the Supreme Court. I think we can. Uh, we're pretty safe in in just uh, conferring. Oh, we're that, assuming uh, a lot there, Joe. You well, tell me a lot of times assuming. Well, you there assume you a lot. I mean, you have to admit that, John. I, don't want I mean, to assume or a rich. I'm sorry. I want to. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I don't want to assume anything. But you're assuming that this that this uh, racial equity commission is going to you know just run rampant and is going to install Joe, all kinds of racist uh, racist policies is, in our community. That is what they're charged with doing. They're looking for inequities. They're looking for wrongdoings. And so but if they find them, shouldn't they be corrected? To, shouldn't they co- go to the, the the county council, the city council, and say, "Here's something that uh, we found and." If the Consider law is it. blind and the law is equal, that is all you can do. Now, you can't do things based on outcome, as one of the callers said last week. You do things based on equal opportunity and equal level playing field. But they're going to recommend things that are not a level playing field. That is the nature of the commission. They yeah, are going to this, try to fix past all this, sins, I, I and have that to is going to require them to be racist. I, I, I have to admit that all this pushback from basically from – white america to uh everybody's uh, white uh, america joe it just uh, is examining exam no it's not it's not nearly that but uh but all the all the the hand-wringing over uh you know uh dei and all this stuff by uh, white america it just to me it it rings of of worry that um you know we can't let this go on because we could lose our uh, you know we could be knocked off our throne we could be. You want to know why? We, we might not be the kings There's of the hill a anymore. Very simple reason why that is because it is racist. To go yeah, against uh-huh, racism okay. is racism, Joe. That's what but it is. It is a, it just, what it is is concern about. Ra- but but it's it's worry that uh, that about racism not, and you're and, assuming that. It's no, it's that worry about racism that could happen, rather and racism and discrimination that might happen. It does happen, but Joe. without regard for that, that already has or is happening. You cannot fix the past. All you can do is go forward and be fair. That's why the law is supposed to be colorblind, uh, race-blind, sex-blind, all those things. You know, when you read the Equal Housing Opportunity, Mm -hmm. all the things, you're supposed to be blind to those things. This commission will do the opposite. It will open it wide open, and everything will be uh, studied by race and by gender and but by you have to understand the law is everything. the law is one thing it's all written down it's all oh. it's all hammered in there but we as individuals human beings operating under those laws i mean it's just like anything else i mean there's a law that says you you know you can't well, you can't, you can't murder but thought, people still murder people you can't there are laws that say you can't speed but most a lot of people most most drivers speed and uh, so i mean it's just how 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 do we deal with those situations in society but appreciate your thoughts rich i got to take a break i got other folks on the line i want to get to them and to you as well 360-676-5464 back in just a moment here on kgmi connects the snow is dumping in the mountains and foothills which means it's time to gear up for winter fun When it comes to outdoor play in the wintertime, nobody beats Mount Baker Motorsports in Bellingham. They're your authorized Arctic Cat snowmobile and off-road dealer and have everything you need for your winter adventures. Mount Baker Motorsports offers an extensive parts and accessories department, apparel for the winter riding season, and a service team for all repairs and upgrades to your existing sleds. Are you working outside during the cold and snowy season? Mount Baker Motorsports has you covered. They have an extensive selection of ATVs and side-by-sides that can be fitted with snow plows, cabin closures and heater systems to ensure that you can get the job done stop by and visit mount baker motorsports today at the corner of Woburn and iowa in bellingham or check them out online at mountmakermoto.com mount baker motorsports whatcom county's premier power sports dealer featuring arctic cat kawasaki ktm cf moto husqvarna and gas gas when it's time for a new roof there's only one name to remember Justin's Roofing. It's Justin's Roofing. Justin's Roofing has been family owned and operated for over 20 years, serving the Pacific Northwest. Whether it's traditional shingles or a TPO membrane for your flat roof, Justin's has got you covered. It's Justin's. Give Justin's Roofing a call today at 360-815-ROOF or go to justinsroofing.com. Justin's Roofing, the name to remember when it's time for a new roof. It's Justin's Roofing, spelled with two O's. 
PNW Perks is bringing you good news this week with the Newsroom Pub. Thursday at 8 a.m., get a $50 gift certificate to the Newsroom Pub for just $25. If you're craving great-tasting food and local brews in an atmosphere that's making headline news, look no further than the Newsroom Pub. Lunch or dinner, it's always a top story when you visit the Newsroom Pub. Their locally sourced menu will delight you with Dutch delicacies, uniquely battered fish and chips, salads, hot-pressed sandwiches, and many other pub favorites. Plus, always making the front page or their incredibly delicious smash burgers, a must-try. The newsroom's drinks are local as well, featuring craft beers, wines, and ciders. Also, the bar offers a variety of house cocktails and custom-made hard drinks. Visit them today in beautiful downtown Linden next to the mural or online at thenewsroompub.com. Get good food, good brews, and good news at the Newsroom Pub. This Thursday at 8 a.m., get a $50 gift certificate for only $25, only at pnwperks.com. Staying connected with your community each Saturday at noon with KGMI's Community Connection as local business leaders share their expert advice. Sponsored by Lighthouse Mission Ministries, Dewey Griffin Subaru, Feller Heating and Air Conditioning, Contact Counseling, and Guided Solutions. Community Connection, Saturdays at noon on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and streaming live at MyBellinghamNow.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. That we are, and you can text us at that, at that number as well. Let's go to John in Bellingham. Hi, John. Oh, hey. Hi, hi Joe. Yeah, what's on your mind today? Well, two things real quick. One, uh, I enjoyed Keith talking about the submarines and stuff. And I just wanted to mention something that I don't know how many people are aware of. And there's only 10 of them in the U.S., but it's uh, down in Keyport by Bremerton. There is a uh, United States Navy undersea museum. Hmm. It's de- dedicated to submarines. Uh-huh. Huh. And it's open uh, six days a week. From 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., uh, 11 to 5, uh, 11 to 4 on Saturday and Sunday, and it's closed on Tuesdays. And and I'm sorry, where is it exactly? Once again, it's well, you have to take the Edmund- Key Keyport. Keyport. It's between Poolsbow and uh, Silverdale, just north of Bremerton. Okay. It's like Kitsap. Uh huh. All right. It's, it's oh. actually on property that is part of the naval base there. Uh huh. But it's called the Undersea Museum, and it's fantastically interesting. Good deal. And free, free, free parking and free admission. All right. Okay. And the other thing is I wanted to mention real quick about the Mar-a-Lago uh, document scandal. Or okay. Uh-huh. I, I called a, a couple of weeks ago and mentioned that there was some new findings. And it turns out that apparently um, – there was a uh, secret executive order signed by Barack Obama on March 19, 2015, that created what's called the Presidential Information Technology Committee. And it was a way for the president to have no conflicts about his control of any top secret documents that occurred during his presidency. Okay. Very big stuff. So legally underlying. Now that's different than Joe. Joe Biden was vice president, so he's not covered by that part of it. Okay, I just say look it up. If you go to YouTube and just uh, go National Archives and Records Administration mm-hmm. on on YouTube, and it'll pop right up because it's kind of a hot subject right now. Okay. So it's called Presidential Information Technology Committee. Okay. Created by a ex- secret executive order by Barack Obama to cover himself and any other president down the line. But they're not allowing that to be applied to Trump due to political bias. And then they're extending it to Biden, because he's, but he's not covered because he was vice president. Okay. I mean, this is hypothetical, but all right. it bears watching. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Thanks, John. All right. We'll see how that all plays out in court. I suspect if that's some sort of a defense for the the former president that his lawyers would dig that out of the books and 
and lay it on the table. But uh, all right, let's go to Michael and Lyndon. Hi, Michael. Hey, Joe. How are you today? I'm well. What's on your mind? I've got a quick sarcastic comment to start with, and then I want to talk about uh, the shooting that happened in Texas in Houston. Okay. Uh, But the comment is, you know, the same people who forced you to get vaccinated to keep your job are the same people that let in millions of unvaxxed and unemployed people into our country. (laughs) All right. Okay. I just want to point that out. But, you know, I'm actually (laughs) calling to talk about these uh, violent, radical, Democrat extremists that are espousing this hateful anti-white, anti-American, anti-Christian, anti-straight male uh, stuff that we hear on the media each and every day on MSNBC and places like The View. I don't know if you've ever watched The View. Uh, I'm aware of it. I don't, I I mean, I... I've not, I don't know that I've ever watched it all the way through. I've seen bits and pieces over the years. Okay, but you've got the four ladies on there yeah, that yeah. complain about anything conservative and Republican all day. And i got to admit that John and Frindell reminds me a lot of Joy Bahar okay. on that. And so maybe some of the other callers can let us know if they think the same thing, but I think he's a lot like Joy Bahar. But, uh, you know, we had this horrible shooting by this uh, transgender uh man, woman, uh, that had a free Palestine sticker on their gun that tried to attack a church. We've had the Colorado Spring shooting that was a non-binary person, the national uh, shooting at the Christian school with the uh, transgender person, the Aberdeen shooting with the transgender person, the Denver school shooting, the Iowa school shooting, and then, of course, we had Daryl Brooks that ran over all the dancing grannies at the Christmas parade as well. But... uh, You know, these are just uh, quite a few attacks by people that, you know, are identifying as a a change in, you know, gender. And I'm just wondering if it's the hatred rhetoric that we keep hearing on the news and TV day after day, this, you know, anti-white, anti-American, anti-Christian rhetoric. Or could it be those drugs that they use to help them transition? Maybe it's causing some some side effects that makes them right. well. Now, now we're speculating, but I I think I think when it comes when it comes to mass shooters, though, I I think you know young white males have it uh, pretty well pretty well uh, the, the 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 hedge on the market. Unfortunately, all right, Michael, we'll leave that out there. I mean. Whatever. I, I don't know that everyone that uh, or every instance uh, or every incident that uh, Michael rattled off was uh, in any way related to gender or uh, transgender persons. But um, there we have that. Uh, let's go on to Michelle in Bellingham. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Joe. Um, hope my voice is OK. I'm just getting over a cold and now I feel a lot better. Good. Um, I, uh, um, I have total respect for the idealism expressed by caller Doug, but I could not possibly disagree with him more. And not because he didn't see the Super Bowl. That's There's lots of people who don't care about football, and that's fine. I've seen all 58 games. I grew up in a family of fabulous athletes. I remember watching my uncle play point guard for the Huskies in the 1950s and being inspired by him. And, you know, it's our family had incredible fabulous athletes all over our house, 49er players, you name it. The examples of toxic masculinity are few and far between. There are some, just like in any field, whether it's police, firefighters, businessmen, uh, athletes, you name it. There's always going to be toxic this, toxic that. It also applies to women to some degree. As a gay woman, I know that. And, you know, in school, my brother and I, we will never have total peace on earth because people are far too competitive I know my brother and I, between the two of us in grade school, high school, and college, won over 250 major honors in a variety of accomplishments, and we were just constantly being honored. But we worked our butts off to get those honors, and I can honestly say that neither one of us ever, ever cheated. And from my standpoint, um, when it came to cheating, anybody who told me they wanted to cheat off my paper... I okay. told him, I am going straight to the principal. I'm going to report you, and you're going to get detention. And okay. I did that time after time. And, you know, all I'm saying is that competitiveness is a good thing. The point I wanted to make most of all, 
Football is an example. You know, there's lots wrong with it. There's lots of problems in football. But football, just like most sports, is an example, one of the last remaining examples in our society of merit and hard work making the difference. Now, granted, luck plays a role, too. But merit and hard work makes a huge – we need to teach our young people – they, we don't need to teach them to be athletes necessarily. I just as am proud of a drama student or a musical student or anything right, else. I'm right. accompl- proud of anybody who accomplishes anything. Uh, but we need to teach our young people that competition is good as long as you're not cheating and that as long as you respect everybody else, you learn how to win, you learn how to lose, you learn that no matter who you are, there's always somebody better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. you know, it's just one of those things where – Joe, it's totally wrong to use football as an example of what's wrong with our. It's it's actually a lot more of what's right with our society, and that applies to you know grade school, high school, college, and pros. And you know, all I can say is that. Um, I love the game, but I also love women's basketball. I'm looking forward to watching USC's big star tonight, Juju. I haven't seen her play yet. This is going to be great tonight at 6. All I can say is competition is the greatest thing. Sportsmanlike competition, honest competition in whatever it is, it's the greatest thing that we can teach our kids as long as we also teach them to be humble honest, and to teach them to be good losers and good winners because nobody loses all the time okay. and nobody wins all the time. Exactly. And that's, that's, thank you, Joe. All right. Thanks, thank Michelle. That, that, and that, that's very true. And uh, that's something I'd, I've said to my daughter is uh, she's a, a Seahawks fan, and there have been obviously some difficult times in recent years, especially uh, for Seahawks fans. But I just told her, I mean, that's what you – that's I mean, those deep the, – the disappointments – there's a lot of elation and fun uh, being a sports fan. But then, uh, you know, there are always going to be those letdowns. Think about it. You start out every season thinking your team is going to be the, the, the cha- ultimate champion. But everybody, the fans of every team but one, are let down by the end of the season because every team's season ends in a loss. Uh, except for that uh, championship team. And then they have to start all over the next year.